0: I'm Lizzie. And I'm Hazel. And we're Carrot and Stick. A writing podcast that's all about trying out weird writing advice on the
1: internet and seeing if it's actually helpful in fighting writer's block. So before we jump into the challenge for this week, we had something we wanted to address from a challenge from a previous week.
0: You may have listened to our episode about screen time tracking apps. And we just wanted to talk about the fact that literally like three days after that episode came out, an iOS update came out that tells you, unless you turn it off, what your screen time is, which I just thought like, what? This is too insanely relevant. And people were like, oh my god, now I'm getting this information that I didn't even want. We hear you. Now you are with us.
1: No, I really like it, actually. I like how it breaks it down by app, because there's only one app that I really use for writing. And so... How much time I spend in that app correlates directly to how much time I spend actually writing. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, no, I think it's great because I do a lot of my writing on my iPad when I'm out and about and I don't feel like carting my laptop around. I've heard complaints,
0: though, that the text messaging gets categorized as social media, so I've seen a lot of people be annoyed by that. Is texting not social? I think some people kind of consider texting to be where they like maintain their important relationships and and, like how that's... (laughs) (laughs) I know it sounds bad.
1: Why are we, like, making a hierarchy of social media like this? (laughs) Like, it is a media for social connection.
0: That is true, I suppose. I think that text messaging might just not be as linked to some of the sort of technology addiction issues of, like, you can't really just keep scrolling through your text messages ad nauseum and you don't get advertisements, like, aimed at you. And also your text message data isn't being sold to companies. So I think that's just, like, maybe you could argue it's better
1: than social media. Maybe. Hmm. Anyway, we don't care about this. Our podcast isn't about social media. This is true. So what did we
0: actually do this week? We wrote in our notebooks instead of on our computers or on
1: our phones. And you did a little research into what the difference between writing digitally and writing analog is.
0: I did because I figured there might be some science behind it instead of just hipster feels of like a notebook. It is so fancy or like the old writers, they had the notebooks. Clearly it is the superior. Um, And I found this HuffPo article that was called the benefits of writing with good old fashioned pen and paper uh, that cited a couple different studies and things. And what I thought was the most interesting was that the biggest difference really between writing in a word processor versus writing on paper has to do with learning and retention, essentially. So, like, there was this study where scientists tested school-age children, and they, like, had them write in a computer and write in a notebook, and they generated more ideas when they were writing essays by hand than into a computer. So, theoretically, notebook writing might be linked to more creative idea generation. It also just slows you down, I think, which is another argument in its favor.
1: Hold on. So these school Yeah. how
0: old are they? Uh, the article said school-aged.
1: Because, like, I think it's fair, because if they're lower than high school, for example, it's probably fair to say that they have more practice writing in a notebook than they do on a laptop, just because they have less access to a laptop. So it could just be that, like, whatever medium you have more practice with is what is easier to get ideas out on.
0: Um, I don't think that children are writing in notebooks anymore, Hazel. Wait, I'm pretty sure that they're all given tablets and stuff in school now. Who has that much money? No, that's not true. I'm pretty sure that they're, like, all writing on computers.
1: (sighs) They're probably all writing with Siri, too. They're not even writing. They're just dictating. I hate this. Okay, (laughs) What else <laughs> What else is good about notebooks? Make me feel better. Well,
0: one person, a writer named Lee Rourke, um, wrote an article for The Guardian called Why Creative Writing is Better with a Pen. So, you know, like a slightly biased article with a point of view. But yeah, so Lee Rourke said, for me, writing longhand is an utterly personal task where the outer world is closed off. Just my thoughts and the movement of my hand across the page to keep me company. And basically, this writer's argument is that if you have a notebook, you just automatically kind of shed all of the notifications and like the distractions. But also I think even just the ability to like Google something and that that creates its own insular world that's very important to writing. So a different uh, argument in favor of it.
1: To be fair, you could take your laptop and go somewhere without Wi-Fi and, like, turn off uh, distractions or, like, go into one of those focus Girl, what apps. is with all
0: this anti-notebook hate? Like, why are you doing this to I, me?
1: <laughs> it's really funny because I actually love notebook writing, and I'm here to talk about how good it was, but I also just want to yell at these people. I could not tell this from your response, ma'am. <laughs> I mean, the point of carrot and stick is to, like, get people unstuck, and so, like, if notebook writing works for you, then that's great, but... It doesn't have to be in a notebook. I feel like saying, like, so-and-so is better is very unnecessary.
0: Mm, I gotcha. So you are just saying if you really don't want to do
1: this challenge, like, go take your laptop to a cafe.
0: Yeah. Do what you want. So how many words did you write in your notebook in these last two to three-ish weeks because we took a brief break for Thanksgiving?
1: That's a funny question because I obviously didn't count. (laughs) Well, I figured we were
0: supposed to transcribe the words, so I thought maybe when you transcribe them you had like an idea of word count. So like
1: pages of notebook? I don't know. Yeah, I thought that transcribing was totally optional, so there's definitely like pages that I didn't feel like transcribing. It's also tough to say because like I could spend a page and a half just workshopping one sentence if I wanted to. So it's like, does this really equal out? Anyway, I, I wrote a bunch of pages. Did that
0: happen? Did you have, like, pages where it was just, like, rewriting the same sentence and, like, refining it? Is that kind of what your notebook writing looked like?
1: Yes. Cool. But not exclusively. I just also did that. Fascinating. Wow. (laughs) So yeah, including brainstorming lots of pages. How about you?
0: Well, now I feel like I should define it as just lots of pages, but I <laughs> <laughs> I estimated that it was around like 2,000 pages in the notebook because when I transcribed them, I got like an idea of the word count, but also I was adding in or deleting sentences when I transcribed it and kind of treating it like the second draft. So, you know, give or take for sure.
1: Yeah. So what did you-, you
0: think that overall... Oh, go ahead. I am sorry.
1: Oh, I was going to say, what were you working on? Because I imagine it's not the novel.
0: Yeah, so technically I wrote Weird Secret Memoir Project on Uh, my survey. (laughs) What's
1: Weird Secret? Oh,
0: you don't have to tell me if it's a weird secret, but I'm excited. It kind of is a weird secret. I can't really tell anyone about it. And I definitely am planning to tell you about it. But I need to get there because it's a weird memoir about a weird thing that nobody knows about. So anyway, (laughs) that's... So metal. Okay, I'm excited. Ah, it's also weird because I'm like, I mean, it's sort of like a hardship related thing. But like, I'm trying to make it very funny. So it's like, it's pretty great, because it's like scratching my like comedy itch, because that's definitely what I did more in college, you know, with like Sweet for Two Band Geeks, which was my thesis film. Um, was do like funnier things and then in the time since college it's been all like dark fantasy so I'm like oh it is fun to be like this is a dark thing but I am going to like make fun of it sort of so I don't know it's been good no
1: I actually really admire that kind of writing like I've been reading uh Nagata Kabi's like exchange diaries with myself and she draws a lot of comics about her own depression and, like, her struggles with independence. Mm-hmm. It's a very funny comic, but it's also very sad.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I, I admire the kind of work it takes to, like, distill your experiences down into a story like that. So, I'm excited to hear your stuff. And, and like, we can cut it out of the podcast if you don't want to, like, tell all our listeners about this <laughs> secret project. We'll
0: see. I'll think about it. I don't, it may be depending on length because I don't know if it's interesting to hear someone talk vaguely about a thing, but IDK.
1: I'm interested. Yeah,
0: I know. I'm excited to tell you more about it when I can, like, get to the place mentally, when I can tell you about it, kind of.
1: Okay, cool. I worked on vampire stuff. That's cool.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I need more information.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you'll get it when I'm ready.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And then I just died. (laughs) So did you think that writing in a notebook was successful for you in terms of, like, productivity and creativity and all that good stuff?
1: Yeah, it definitely made it easier to, like, get started and pick up the pen. Like, the whole process itself, I wouldn't say that it's better and I feel more connected to my writing, but it's definitely more relaxing sometimes to just have less noise, even.
0: Yeah, I think that definitely was true for me, too. Although I did really like your um, hardcore skeptic face when you said that it was better.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I just want to be clear with my words.
0: No, for sure. It's funny that you mentioned that it was easy for you to start and just like pick up a pen and go, though, because I had like the rockiest start. Really? Yeah, I actually kind of wrote about it when I was thinking of things that surprised me about it. I kind of threw a tantrum. Like, I was just like, why am I doing this? Like, I'm never going to be able to, like, just start this random thing in a notebook. Because I just like having all of my brainstorming documents in front of me, kind of. And I was just like, they're all on the computer. And now I have to, like, pick up this notebook. And I'm just, like, never going to be able to write this project and everything. And I literally just kind of was like, I refuse to do it. Uh, And Ben was like, okay. uh (laughs) (laughs) Okay. pick your head off like my leg and let's like leave the apartment. (laughs) And so basically to like actually write in the notebook for the first time, it required me going like to a coffee shop, leaving all electronic devices behind and also bribing myself with the promise of dinner, but only if I gave it my best shot.
1: Wow. I didn't think that The Notebook would reduce you to this, though I feel like in a way it's it's probably the project that put like a large amount of stress and on getting started as opposed to the medium. That's my guess.
0: That's true. It, it, maybe it would have been different if I was like in the middle of writing something and then I was like, this chapter is just going to happen to start its life in the in The Notebook, but instead it was like the number one blank page was like The Notebook. And all of my brainstorming and, like, organizational thoughts were, like, in Word documents. Like, I guess I just felt like it seemed like it couldn't work and it was impossible, which is why I kind of gave myself that weird, like, you only get to go out for a tasty dinner if you actually try your hardest. Like, I wasn't like, you have to write, like, a notebook page or three notebook pages. I was just like, you can't just
1: give up before it started. I appreciate your dedication to our podcast. And also, like, once you actually did it, it was fine, right? Yeah, I actually really liked it once I actually got over that, like,
0: incredibly ridiculous rocky start. Um, Like I feel like my brain just needed to kind of switch tracks. So I wrote seven pages the that first day of the temper tantrum, and seven (laughs) pages didn't feel like a a lot until I transcribed it, and I was like, oh my gosh, this is like a thousand words. Which again, I think I just was so used to writing in a word processor that a thousand words was like, oh, that means accomplishment, and seven pages like I didn't have any frame of reference if that was like a lot of work that I got done or not if you know what I mean. So I feel like I just needed to get used to this completely different way of writing after like so many years of writing in a word processor.
1: Yeah. Honestly, I'm surprised that you brainstormed everything in a word processor to begin with. Like I have a really hard time brainstorming, at least having fun with brainstorming in uh, a typing application.
0: I guess it was more like outlining, like that kind of brainstorming.
1: Okay, yeah.
0: And, and also because it was sort of a memoir project thing, I was like, how the heck does one lay this out? And, you know, I'd be like, oh, I thought of this thing. And then I'd be like, where do I fit that in this weird framework? So it's kind of useful to be able to go in and insert something, you know? Yeah. And like shift everything around.
1: I'm a big fan of the arrow.
0: Of the, Oh, like the the cursor and the arrow?
1: No, no. Like the drawn arrow. Like this goes here. Oh, <laughs> you are telling me there is like
0: an actual tactile uh, analog way to do this. Yes. <laughs> Also, I felt like transcribing seemed like an annoying waste of time at first, but then I was like, nah, this is helpful. Yeah. I can't deny it.
1: It's helpful and it's like a nice relaxing way to ease into your writing.
0: Yeah, I would agree with that too. And also because I write in a word processor for doing work work, if you will, it was like doing the fun work that I want to be doing in a notebook. It had that nice separation. I also really enjoyed like leaving
1: weird little notes in the margins. Did you do that too? I tend to just leave like parentheticals. Like make it part of the body text. Mm-hmm. Just because I like having everything neat.
0: <laughs> oh, that's fair. I definitely embraced it being kind of messy and I just like underline a thing or put an asterisk and then write something in the margin that's just like, This needs to be funnier or like maybe this should just get cut or like which which was nice though, because in a word processor I feel like I might like stop writing to try to reorganize a thought. But when I was writing in a notebook, I kind of, like, made myself a note to deal with it later and kept going. So I felt like that was something that was really nice about notebook writing for me.
1: Yeah. Actually, you know what I like is uh, seamless lists. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't put notes in my margins. I just make a lot of lists that they don't necessarily go in the margins. They tend to colonize their own page. Are these
0: lists of, like, ideas and brainstorming things? Or are they just like, like, I need some some more ideas? of, of what this is. It's
1: like lists of ideas or it's like I need to take a research break to to look up like 20 names just in case I can see this. <laughs> yeah, and that's more fun just like making crazy messy lists. So was there anything that like held you back this week? Nothing in particular, which is good. That's good. Yeah,
0: congratulations! (laughs) Thank you! I guess, being in Tokyo, you did not necessarily get derailed by Thanksgiving in the same way that I felt that I did.
1: Oh, I got derailed by the Thanksgiving sads, which is like, my family is far away and all my friends are far away and... Buying a turkey is really expensive. Oh, I'm sorry, Hazel. I love you. I'm sorry you felt that way. It's okay.
0: It's okay. What hindered you this week? I felt like I kind of got hit with a huge amount of pre-Thanksgiving work because of that week being like two days long. So I kind of spent like, like Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. I was just like, had no time to do anything but work because I had technically more work than I could do in like waking hours oh it was so bad but it was so hard to turn people down because then it's like they can't like when are they going to get like their book covered you know in two weeks like they need it and they need to read the coverage over Thanksgiving so anyway I just was kind of like oh I forgot that in the film industry the week before Thanksgiving is like you have to take one for the team kind of so Anyway, that was kind of that was kind of hard. Like I was excited to write in the notebook and then I was like, I have no time and then during Thanksgiving I had no time. But on a happier note, I felt like when I finally got to sit down and write in my notebook on like Monday and Tuesday after Thanksgiving, it just felt so lovely. Oh, yay. Really happy like self-indulgent like alone doing a thing you like time.
1: Was that the main thing that helped you write this week? Was having that time after Thanksgiving? I think
0: so. Also keeping the writer framework kind of in the back of my mind and writing down like, the writing that I got accomplished in the back of my notebook, which was one of those things that I think I said last episode when I got back from Europe, I was like, I'm going to implement some of these old routines that I haven't done in a while. And so doing those was very helpful, I think. What about yourself?
1: So I went to this like local original comics convention, which is like a bunch of people come and show their own original work, offer prints and postcards, and obviously their books. It's just a lot of fun like going through and seeing like how hard everyone works. Which mm-hmm. <laughs> sounds like very condescending, but like I mean it in like a uh, wow, people put a lot of like time and effort into this and it shows.
0: Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. One other little thing that inspired me, sort of related to like hardworking comic book artists, is that um, I got coffee with my friend who's like a, a comic book writer and he was just like really both encouraging and very real about kind of like like he's further in his career than either one of us like he's like in his mid or late 30s and has been writing for like 10 years I don't know it was just I felt like so inspired after talking to him of like you're right like these like these careers are long and they have like ups and downs and it's not about like one year being good or bad or one month being good or bad but then Thanksgiving hit and then all of this stuff got derailed so it was kind of sad because i was so inspired and then i couldn't do anything about it because i had no free time that was a bummer
1: oh but you remember it now at least
0: <laughs> that's true i'm trying to definitely like channel some of that excitement and energy that i had like a week and a half ago you know like try to remember it lizzie try it's okay time travel <laughs> yeah that's true just pretend that i just had that conversation and i like wrote some notes about it afterwards so maybe i should just go back and read those in my notebook yes perfect
1: So what are your goals for next week? So what I wrote was stick to something exclamation point. Like when I'm starting something new, especially I have a bad habit of just like jumping around and writing little scenes here and there. So sticking to an actual continuity is my goal. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. My goals are get on a more regular writing schedule.
0: But also I want to make sure that I remember that notebook writing was like good and fun and that I liked it and to keep doing it, especially at night. Because it's getting dark here at, like, 5 o'clock or 4.30. I kind of hate writing on a laptop when it's really dark in an apartment. It's just it's so bright compared to everything else. So I'm kind of excited to, like, light some candles, turn on the twinkle lights, you know, and then just write in a notebook. It's very twee. I'm excited for you. Oh, my God, it is so twee. Help. (laughs) (laughs) So overall judgment for notebook rights.
1: They were good. You should all do it if you also enjoy the analog things. And even if you don't, even if you're like Lizzie and you have a lot of resistance, you should try it anyway.
0: Throw your tantrum. Like, I get it. And then after (laughs) you throw the tantrum and you get yourself some coffee and you also bribe yourself with dinner and play mind games with yourself, like, it'll come together. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, it's Lizzie and Hazel from the future...
1: We are coming back in time just to let everyone know that this will be the last episode of 2018.
0: We are sorry to leave you with only this much carrot and stick for 2018, but that is because life has happened and gotten in the way.
1: Yeah, so we're sorry that this episode came out off schedule. Um, Merry Christmas or whatever holiday you celebrate.
0: Yeah, I hope that you feel super recharged and energized for the next year when we will be back with our next challenge. Back to the episode. (laughs) So next week's challenge, semi-related, is called Rougher
1: Drafts. I've been so excited for this one. So the rules of the game are no backspace, no editing, shorthand, just make your rough draft as rough as possible.
0: If you can, that includes shedding all pronouns. <laughs> does it really? It does. I read an article on it that was like, no, they, he, she, I, all of it's got to go.
1: Oh, wow. Wow. That's such a commitment. Let's try, but also
0: (laughs) be kind to ourselves. (laughs) I feel like actually like unlearning English is kind of like a task, so.
1: This will be so much fun.
0: And speaking of so much fun, what was your weekly favorite?
1: So my weekly favorite is also in line with our notebook writing challenge. Um, It is my new Pentel Tradio Puleman in black ink. Its model number is TRJ50A in case you want to go find one for yourself. I think these are only actually sold in stores in Japan, so you might have to order it online. In which case, like, don't. It's not that good of a pen. Oh my gosh, way to throw your weekly favorite, like, back under the bus. (laughs) Like, if this pen broke and I was never able to use it again, I'd get a new pen. Like, it's just a tool. But I do really like it. It's like fountain pen-esque, but it has a plastic nib, so it doesn't do the same scratchy scratchy as a metal nib. The really fun thing about it is that it writes really smoothly, but only if you hold it at a certain angle. If you hold it at a different angle, it'll spray the ink, which I find to be a fun little challenge.
0: (laughs) Hazel, you are so hardcore this episode. (laughs) You were just like, screw Lizzie's research and like, I'm going to spray myself with black ink. (laughs)
1: It doesn't spray, like, outside of the page. It's just, like, a little splatter that can, Mm. like, ruin a letter or two if you were doing, like, fancy lettering. But we're not. So we're fine.
0: That's true. We're not at, like, calligraphy levels here.
1: It leaves, like, nice smooth lines. It's good because it doesn't cramp your wrist as much for having to apply pressure. Mm. So it's nicer than a ballpoint in that respect.
0: Well, I think I know what I'm getting for Christmas, clearly.
1: (laughs) Oh, yes. Nervous (laughs) laughter. What was your (laughs) weekly favorite?
0: (laughs) Uh, speaking of exciting items, because for some reason we seem to be on like the same wavelength with like the, f- the form that our weekly favorites are in, uh, <laughs> my weekly favorite is Pitchstorm, which is the card game slash party game that my husband Ben kickstarted and made for Skybound um, and Skybound Games, and it's super exciting. It's like a movie pitching card game, and because my job is basically reading screenplays all the time, I got to help with the cards and be all like... Here are all these movie tropes that I have to deal with all the time. Please turn this into a card so that we can just, like, burn it. Just kidding. Don't burn your copy of Pitchstorm. But anyway, it's exciting. It arrived, like, two weeks ago, and they got all mailed out. Um, And then over Thanksgiving, one of the highlights was we got to play it with Ben's family, and we've been playing it with friends, like, in the days before that. So it's been a really good time. And it's cool to, like, hold a thing where you're like, oh, my God, we did it. We made it.
1: Yay! Yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh, thank you. We also had, like, a little um, release party for it last night, actually, and it was crazy... Like, this is the first time anyone's ever been like, can you sign, like, a thing you worked on? And I was like, what is this feeling so sudden and new? (laughs) That is incredible. I know, right? It was weird, too, because I was like, don't you just want Ben to sign it? And they were like, no, we want you to sign it and Aries to sign it because you guys also worked on it. And we were like, cool. Oh, that's a good
1: feeling. Yay. Yeah,
0: it was fun. And we also kind of wrote custom cards for people because um, Pitchstorm has these blank cards in it so that you can write your own, but we were putting them out on tables for people to play, and we were pulling out all the blank cards because if you're, like, playing it for the first time and you get a blank card, you're like, what do I do with this? It's more for, like, people who own it so that they can make their own cards, and so we were, like, writing cards for people too, which was really fun.
1: So I got a copy and four expansions, so I'm excited to pull that out over winter, especially when I have house guests.
0: I must say, I am myself quite amazed at how well it goes because pitching seems like something that's really hard like I remember we were concerned at first that maybe a game where you had to pitch things wouldn't be fun because it's like oh god I'm on the spot for like 30 seconds or like a minute to like pitch this as is it going to be like terrifying but weirdly like everyone seems to like be decent at it you know and if you're bad at it then it's like sometimes that movie just is like really funny and memorable and it wins we had this moment we're playing it with a friend and her family and it was one of those things where they were like oh we want to play ben's game but like we don't really know how to play it and like it requires like being extroverts and we're all tired But then even though this was like somebody else's parents, like they got so into it, even though they're not really like big board game people. So anyway, I just felt like that was a good sign that like, it's got a lot of appeal. It's pretty great.
1: Yay!
0: (laughs) Yay! Good job, Ben! Go buy Pitchstorm. (laughs) And me, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, go buy Pitchstorm. pitchstorm (laughs) Pitchstorm.com. While you're on the internet going to Pitchstorm.com, you could also go to our carrot and stick Tumblr, which is just carrot and stick podcast.tumblr.com
1: you can also reach us at carrot at gmail.com or on twitter at lizzie and hazel
0: and that's lizzie with a y you can also follow us on instagram which is carrot and stick podcast
1: our music for this episode was made by robert Mai, and our intro and outro music is you belong off of the album no summer no cry by slime girls
0: we will see you all in episode 5 hug a cat write some rougher words